You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As always, a big shout-out to anybody listening live on iHeartRadio, on TuneIn Radio. Also watching live on the YouTube live stream for the Fantasy Sports Network. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez. I got my man, the manimal, Chris Bavona, as always, on the ones and twos, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam. We got a good show for you on a Tuesday. Listen, I know a lot of people had injuries in week four. Week five also starts the bye week, so you may have some studs that are out. We got teams like the Saints out, so if you have Drew Brees, the Denver Broncos with their studs, you know, some a lot of teams are out there on by the Atlanta Falcons as well, so you may need to delve into the waiver wire, and we are going to talk about that on this episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. I'm going to give you the guys that are the top ad at running back, wide receiver, and tight end. And I'm going to give you my thumbnail sketch on if they're worth your waiver priority, if they're worth your fat budget or not. And we got a poll question up on Twitter as usual. I want to ask which of the top waiver ads you think about the most you think is worth your budget or your priority. I put up options like Alvin Kamara, who's owned in 47% of leagues after his 10-catch game in London. Is it a guy like Eddie Lacy, who's owned in 21% of leagues now that Chris Carson has gone down. We'll talk about that Seattle running back situation. Is it the potential replacement for Dalvin Cook? If he went down on your roster, Latavius Murray is owned in 19% of leagues, or is it someone else? Is there a wide receiver out there, a guy like Will Fuller perhaps? Is there a tight end out there on the waiver wire that you want to prioritize? Maybe Evan Ingram, because like I told you, Eli Manning is going to throw, 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 and then he's going to throw some more. We're also going to break down what happened on Monday Night Football last night. Let me tell you something. We're going to talk about Alex Smith and what it means to be a professional sometimes in the NFL. I thought Mr. Gruden had a great point about how he is grooming his successor. And then if you stayed up late and watched the game all the way until the very last play, you know that that definitely changed some fantasy football matchups, and that definitely helped some people win that cash, including your boy Spees, the spitting statistician, because I was on Kansas City minus seven and the over. I thought I had no chance of winning. But then what do you know? Washington tries to do a little bit of funky business and Justin Houston takes it back to the end zone. What about that as a bad beat? That is one of the worst beats ever. If you could actually prove to me at Spittin' Speeds that you won money or lost money because of that or you won or lost your matchup because of that, send it to me at Spittin' Speeds. I want to see it. Then you could swing on by to Studio 34 and Rock and Riley's and Speeds and Spittin' Statistician. I'll buy you a drink like my name was T-Pain. We're coming back. I'll give you injuries, and I'll also give you the top waiver ads and my thoughts on them at each position. We're dropping stats over beats. It's the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let's go. 
Hey, I'm Melissa. And I'm Jill. And we're the interns. The Fancy Sports Radio Network and DKMS want to send you to Minnesota this February. All you have to do is play our big game trivia challenge sponsored by DKMS. Starting next week, answer four questions right, and you're heading to the big game. Tune in to find out when the contest will be running. So what are you waiting for? Play the big game trivia challenge sponsored by DKMS, only on the Fancy Sports Radio Network. Pavona taking us out west a little bit as we drop stats over beats on the fantasy freestyle. It's your boy Dane Martinez. Speed's the spitting statistician. We've got to get you ready for week five. If you're one and three, if you're two and two, and you want to get right back in it. If you're three and one or four and oh, and you want to like, you know, make sure you keep that lead. And even if you're 0 and four and you need to think if it's time to sell in a dynasty league, something like that. Listen, if you're 0 and four, you can still get it done on a week to week basis. Let me give you some news and notes from around the NFL. Josh Norman, it looks like he's going to miss a couple of weeks. He banged up his ribs on Monday Night Football. They said right away he was going to miss a couple of weeks, so that could be a serious injury. Think about who the uh, Washington football team is facing in the next couple of weeks. You could probably upgrade some of their wide receivers. Rob Kelly also left Monday Night Football, this time with an ankle. Remember, he had ribs also, but remember, Washington has a bye this week, and so they expect Rob Kelly to be okay after the bye week. Also, we may see Andrew Luck practicing this week. Remember, we're now going into week five, and they made the decision to not put Andrew Luck on the pup list, which would have taken him out for the first six weeks, and they said, oh, for sure he'll be back before then. Well, we're up to week five. When is it going to come, Andrew? Are we finally going to be up all night to get lucky? That is my question. Also, head coach Kyle Shanahan out there in San Francisco says he is not considering a change at quarterback. I do believe, though, that as the 49ers fall out of contention, it'll be time to see what C.J. Beathard has or if they're going to back up the truck and try to sign a guy like Kirk Cousins or maybe even Alex Smith in the offseason. Titans have signed Brandon Wheaton. I think that's insurance because if Marcus Mariota is out, misses any times, they're going to have Matt Castle on the center. They need a backup just in case, and that it looks like is going to be Brandon Wheaton. I think that's a signal that Mariota may, in fact, miss Week 5. Also, Ty Montgomery... He has multiple broken ribs, but he might play this week, week five against the Cowboys. I'm telling you, football is a violent sport. These guys are amazing. Let me talk a little bit about Monday Night Football. I told you the Alex Smith thing. Listen, Alex Smith, and this is an interesting thing that happens as a, as a quarterback. To, as a professional, they are drafting your replacement or signing your replacement. And what you have to do is teach that person how to get better. You have to ultimately help them usurp you. And there's not many industries, there's not many professions where you are literally, like as a teammate, trying to get your replacement to be better. This is a guy, Alex Smith, that's a former number one pick. You saw what he was able to do with his legs. You see what he's doing now in Kansas City. All this guy does is win, whether it was at Utah, in college, I mean... This guy is going to be able to make some money if he does, in fact, move along. But remember, the Chiefs were a year early with it. 
drafting Patty Mahomes and then letting Alex Smith groom him. An interesting organizational move, and I think it'll pay off for Kansas City in the long term. And if you are a team like San Francisco or the Jets or maybe even Buffalo who look like they're going to be in the quarterback market next year, and if Alex Smith is out there on the open market, I would actually prefer Alex Smith to Kirk Cousins. And then again, I talked about the end of this game. That last touchdown put the point spread, gave it to the Kansas City Chiefs. If you had a Chiefs ticket, you were overjoicing. If you were holding you know, a Washington ticket plus seven and then that is what broke you, it is a bad beat. I'll tell you that. That game, that last play also pushed the game over the total, which was in most shops 48, 48 and a half, was standing there at 43. Then that last touchdown is what pushed it over. So that is definitely one of the bad beats out there if you you know, kind of were afflicted either in fantasy or in gambling with bad beats, send it to me. Send me a screenshot on Twitter at Spittin' Speeds, okay? I want to see it. I'll let I'll announce it on the show tomorrow. And then if you're in the New York area, if you want to swing by Rock and Riley Studio 34, your boy Spittin' Speeds, the Spittin' Statistician, will buy you a drink if you could prove that, that you were, uh, you know, Winning or losing, if your match was decided on fantasy, if you could prove your match was decided on fantasy with that score, come on over to Rock and Riley's. I'll buy you a drink, all right? All right, so let's talk about the waiver wire because it's Tuesday. It's going to be waiver wire Wednesday. Your, uh, your waiver is probably going to run very early. And also, by the way, if you are out there um, in, like, Hawaii or something like that, because I've been getting tweets from all over the world. I really appreciate it. If you by any chance are out there in Hawaii, I want to give you my personal information because when waivers run, it's like 3 a.m. on the East Coast. It's 9 p.m. Tuesday out there in Hawaii. Maybe we could work a little something. I'll give you my login to my password and my account, and you could start to you know, maybe make some pickups right after waiver wires run. I wouldn't be upset about that. I just don't think we should tell everybody else in my league. The unfortunate part is some people in my league, they may listen to to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and the Fantasy Freestyle and hear me. But don't worry about it. We could talk about it. Let's get back to these hot ads on the waiver wire. On the running back position, I think the guy to add is Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is on 47% of rosters. So if you're chilling at the bar, getting ready to watch this uh, American League wild card game between the Twins and the Yankees, you know, one of you is in a league where you can go ahead and get Alvin Kamara. I think I would spend here. Adrian Peterson has no role with this offense. Four carries for four yards, things like that. Kamara, we talked about how this is a young man's hustle. We also know, if you listen to Fantasy Freestyle, you know about how Sean Payton hates Mark Ingram for fantasy purposes. This has been proven time and time again. You know, having Tim Hightower vulture touchdowns from him last year and things like that. I think Kamara continues to at least be the passing down back, that kind of Darren Sproles, Reggie Bush option in this offense. I think Kamara is going to be sustainable and is going to grow in production over time so if you need a running back I like Alvin Kamara even though I don't believe the Saints are playing this week but I would take him and stash him if you need it when I talked about Eddie Lacy on the poll Eddie Lacy is owned in 21% of leagues Thomas Rawls is owned in 30% of leagues and then McKissick is owned in only three you're gonna have CJ Procise I think coming back as well what I'm telling you is I would stay away from all of these guys, okay? We talk about how the Seahawks' offensive line is blunt guts trash. All these running backs defecate the mattress, and it's going to be a committee approach, I think, to try to replace. They liked Carson, but I think they're going to run Lacey out there a little bit. I think Rawls is actually going to be the nominal starter, and I think he's going to get the most carries, but he hasn't really proved that since he's gotten over a broken ankle himself that he's been as effective. I think C.J. Procise will be back in the mix, if not this week, then definitely in a week or two. 
to. This is a committee that I would avoid. Stay away from all of the Seattle running backs. When it was Carson and we thought he could have been like that guy, that was one thing. But stay away from this committee. Latavius Murray is 19% owned, but I don't want him either. Listen, Latavius Murray is not a guy that has ever really been the bell cow. They didn't like him in that role in Oakland last year. That's where you had Jalen Rashard. You had D. Washington as well. And you got Jared McKinnon here. Whether he's healthy for this week on Monday night or not is irrelevant to me. I don't think Latavius Murray, you know, he's not a three-down back like Dalvin Cook was. So I would stay away from him as well. Andre Ellington, however... And someone who I do think is interesting in Arizona. He's only 25% owned. But the reason he's interesting to me is especially in PPR leagues, he's been in essence performing like a wide receiver. There was buzz before the season got started that they may shift him over to wide out. I think Andre Ellington could carry some value in PPR formats moving forward. Not because of his running game. I think the Cardinals don't have a rushing attack. But in PPR formats, I think he could catch some balls. also want to talk about Wayne Gallman. He's only 4% owned. I know a lot of people are asking me about, hey, what about Wayne? Gallman, no. Okay, the Giants cannot run the ball. You also have Darqua, you have Perkins, you have Vereen. I don't think this kid, he looks decisive, he looks like he runs hard, but he's in a committee on a team that can't run the ball with a with a horrible offensive line. I would stay away from him as well. The last running back I want to talk about is Aaron Jones. This is the guy who popped off on Thursday night after Ty Montgomery went down, after Jamal Williams went down, but I stay away from him as well. There's a reason he was fourth on the depth chart going into that. And Ty Montgomery might play with multiple broken ribs. So the running back is really only Alvin Kamara, in my opinion. Andre Ellington could be worth an add as well. Let's look at the wide receivers real quick. Jerron Brown is one of the big-time ads at 8%, and I think this could be interesting because Carson Palmer, like I said, the Arizona team is one that's going to throw, 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 and even though Smoke John Brown is back, it looks like he cut into the snaps of J.J. Nelson, not Jerron Brown. So Jerron Brown might actually be the number two receiver behind Fitzgerald. I think he's worth a look. Think about Will Fuller. He's owned in a third of leagues, so you and your boys at the bar, if there's three of you, two of you can go out and get Will Fuller. I think, listen, he's interesting as that deep throw threat. But I think the Texans may run more deep passes now with Deshaun Watson being able to extend the play. I think that is kind of interesting. He could be a poor man's Deshaun Jackson, but I still think ultimately the targets go to D-Hop, D-Hop, Apotamus. So I don't think I'm on Will Fuller. You got Cooper Cup. He's only owned in 44%. You saw that this Rams offense is going to be one of the ones where it's better. the sum is better than its parts. But Cooper Cup is the guy in the slot. I think he in PPR formats could be worth a look. And the last guy I'll tell you is Devin Funches is owned in 26% of leagues. I'm off them. I'm off Cam. I'm off Benjamin. I'm off Funches. That was a product of the New England pass defense, not a product of Devin Funches. I think he had his best game of the year because he had that matchup. I'm okay with Jaron Brown, I'm okay with Cooper Cup if you really need it going into week five because of injuries or buys. We're going to open up the phone lines right here at 844-843-6879. Call in right now. Chris Bavona will take good care of you. We open up the phone lines when we come back. I tell you about your waiver wire questions, trade options, things like that. We're trying to get you a win. Looking forward to week five of the fantasy football season. Dropping stats over beats. It's the Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Call in, I got you. Hunter Henry, Sterling Shepard, Michael Thomas. These are the NFL sophomores are not due to slump. They're due to break out. Just like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
In year two, things are only getting better. Make sure to listen live and download the app, FNTSY Radio. It's free and it's 24-7. The best fantasy sports content is on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle. We're dropping stats over beats with your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. We're getting you ready for week five. It is the Waiver Wire Fab Budget Show because, listen, Waiver Wire is going to run tomorrow morning. I told you, if you're out there in Hawaii, you want to hook me up, we'll do a little bit of a trade. I'll hook you up. You could uh, pick up some players who survived the waiver run uh, early tomorrow morning or late tonight. If you're out there in uh, Hawaii, listen, I want to give you real quick before we open the phone lines, which are open right now at 844-843-6879. I want to give you some tight ends also. I told you last week about Charles Clay. I'm telling you again, he's still only 67% owned. You could still go out and get him, and I like him even more now. When Jordan Matthews going down with that thumb injury, I think Charles Clay will lead the team in targets and receptions. If you can go out and get him, do it right now. Cameron Brait making America braid again. He's uh, only 51% owned. Listen, these Tampa Bay Bucks going up against the worst defense in the NFL, the New England Patriots, at home on Thursday. Maybe Brake gets into the end zone again. Evan Ingram is less than 50% owned at 47%. He had 11 targets last week. I told you, Eli Manning is now going to become a volume thrower. And if you really are in a deep or like two tight end league somehow... Austin Stavarian Jenkins is only owned in 7% of leagues. He's getting consistent targets at the Jets. I like the other guys, obviously, much better. But uh, checking out... Check out Austin Safarian and Jenkins to see if he becomes a consistent security blanket for Josh McCown in New York. All right, speaking of New York, our first couple of calls are from New York. We're right here on the Fantasy Freestyle. I'm trying to help you out. Waiver wire questions, trade questions, what you got to do for week five to get above 500 to get that win. We start off with Mark in New York. Hey, Mark, you're uh, dropping stats over beats on the Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. How can I help you? Hey, Dane. Um... Should I? I have Carlos Hyde and Abdullah for both my running back one and two, mm-hmm. and I have Wendell Smallwood at flex. But then on my bench, I have Andre Ellington, and yeah, should I start Ellington over Smallwood? I like Smallwood. I like Smallwood. I like him a little bit better than Ellington this week. Um, I I would. I would go Hyde, I would go Abdullah, and I would go Smallwood in the flex. I think that um, I just like the Philadelphia offense better, and I think that Smallwood also has the potential to get you some rushing production, whereas Ellington doesn't really. You saw Smallwood getting to the end zone last week via the run, so I like Smallwood over Ellington, but it is close. Um, But thanks for the call, Mark, out there in New York. We stay in New York. We have Josh in New York. You're dropping stats over beats on the Fantasy Freestyle. What's going on, man? How can I help you? out how are you dude i have a trouble with my flex position i have aaron jones set as my flex right now and on my bench i have frank gore and kelvin benjamin who should i start I would not start Aaron Jones, okay? I'm telling you right now, I would not start Aaron Jones. I think that was a one-week wonder, especially we're getting word that Ty Montgomery might play this week, okay? I don't think Aaron Jones is worth it. Who are those Who are those two guys you had? Kelvin Benjamin and Frank Gore. 
Uh, I would start either one of them, to be quite honest, over over uh, Aaron Jones. But I'm going to go with Gore, and let me tell you why. I told you at the beginning uh, in the last segment that these Panthers that all had a great uh, game last week, they were playing the New England Patriots, who looked to be the worst defense in football. I think there's going to be some regression this week. Kelvin Benjamin had a big-time game last week. I believe over, a, I believe he had 104 yards receiving last week. But I think he regresses. Devin Funches doesn't get in the end zone twice. I think the Panthers come back down to earth. KB is going to have Darius Slay on him in Detroit, so I would put Gore in that spot over Aaron Jones, but thanks for the call, Josh in New York. We go down to our nation's capital. We're talking to Dave on the Fantasy Freestyle. You're dropping stats over beats with Speeds the Spitting Statistician. How can I help you? Going once. Hey, Dave. On, oh, there you go. What's going on, man? Oh, no, my friend. Hey, I had a question about... Um the waiver wire here? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, and everything too. Yeah, because I uh, try to find a good money back stuff too, man. So, uh, <clears throat> so I have uh, so right now I have Jonathan Stewart, and I have uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Okay. And then I have John, and then I have, um, and then I have uh, Devontae Freeman, but he's on a buy. Right. So I'm thinking, who should I pick up for the? Uh, who should I pick up for running back? Where should I have? Uh, Martavius Bryant, too, though. Yeah, I mean, listen, Zeke and Jonathan Jonathan Stewart are okay. I told you my best waiver wire ad this week is a guy like Alvin Kamara if he is available. But I think you're fine. I think you're fine with Zeke Elliott and Jonathan Stewart this week, okay? I think Stewart goes back to being more of the workhorse. Remember, they're up against Detroit. It's going to be different. That passing game isn't going to be what it was last week. I like Stewart and I like Zeke. I think you're actually just fine right there. If you needed to go to the waiver wire. Try and see if Alvin Kamara is out there. He's a guy I like that's owned in less than half of leagues right now. If he's available, I'd pick him up. But listen, I think it's sitting pretty. I think you could, the reason you have Jonathan Stewart is for these weeks. The week where Freeman's on a bye and then later on the week where Zeke Elliott is on a bye. So feel no pain, feel no fear. Run out Jonathan Stewart and Zeke Elliott as your two running backs this week. We keep it moving. We go to Dan. Dan is in New Jersey. Listen, Dan, you're close enough that if you could Prove to me that that last play on Monday night hurt you. Come on over to Rock and Riley's. We'll buy you a drink. Dan in New Jersey, you're dropping stats over beats with speeds. What's going on? I wish I had that for Monday night. Actually, uh, I had uh, Tyreek Hill yesterday. He didn't do much, as you saw. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, interesting enough, um, I'll let you get to your question, Dan. But you know what was yeah, interesting sure. with Tyreek Hill? Because I have him on. I have shares of Tyreek Hill as well, and I was watching that game. I was up big enough. I had Tyreek Hill. My opponent had Chris Thompson, so I was fine. But um, if you noticed watching that game, they used Tyreek Hill as like a decoy a lot. You know, sending him in motion on these jet sweep action, you know, in the kind of like wildcat. They had a play where they had Travis Kelsey taking a wildcat snap, faking to Tyreek Hill. They used him as a decoy a lot. I don't think that that's what's going to happen week to week. I think Tyreek Hill is going to get back to his big play way, so I wouldn't worry about it. But Dan, what's your question? Yeah, no doubt. Actually, I even saw it as a Kelsey week as well. So yeah, no biggie though. You win some, you lose some. But anyway, so uh, I'm in kind of a tough spot. I got a Tymont, and uh, you know, obviously might go, might not go, and right. uh, Matt Ryan on the buy on the buy this week in mm-hmm. my ten team standard. So um, if Ty doesn't play, um, I have to either choose between Nixon or Gillsley, which obviously isn't great. And I had the number four priority. And um, 
do I use it on like a guy like Jameis, or do I use it on like I know you obviously don't you're not not really feeling the Adam Jones as an insurance policy, or I have Kamara, but you know obviously I can only have one or the other between like Jameis or Kamara in my situation. Sure, in your situation, listen, you said I think you said you had what was Mixon and Gillisley? They're both available also. No, they're on my bench. I mean, I oh, could okay. play them, but obviously, you know, like... Yeah, I don't like Gillisley, man. I think Gillisley is touchdown dependent, you know, and uh, if they're not getting in the end zone, getting, like, first and goal on the five, I don't like Gillisley. Mixon, I think, is okay. Um, remember, I've been, if you listen to the show, I've been high on Mixon. It just hasn't really happened yet. Maybe this is the week. I'm okay with Mixon. You mentioned that Kamara is available. Kamara is my running back to add, but, he's the, the, but the Saints aren't playing this week, so you're going to have to go even more uh give me some of the other names that are out there um we got all the other big names on the waiver pot you know like the uh goldman and the nope. alex collins and uh you know all, all the big names like, i mean i can name them off the but it's pretty much like you know collins uh goldman jones of those other, guys you know, i like alex collins yeah. of those guys i like um, alex collins you know if you listen to the show i've been saying that terrence west is no longer the back there he's been just a guy buck allen was hot for like a week but i think alex collins showed himself in that game ravens they got a Oakland this week, I do believe. Let me check that. Yeah, they got Oakland this weekend. Oakland's going to have their backup quarterback in, right? So I think Baltimore is going to go right back to the ground. I think Alex Collins might be the guy for you, but it is not going to be pretty, okay? Alex Collins is my answer to the question, but don't expect huge things out of him, Dan. But thanks for the call. I really appreciate the love. Let's go to Paulie T. Paulie T is in Eastchester. Friend of the show, Paulie, you're back on the Fantasy Freestyle dropping stats over beats. What can I do for you for week five? Hi, how you doing? Uh, I have Jordan Howard, and uh, I was approached for a trade for Stefan Diggs, so I wanted to get your opinion on that. You would give up Howard and get Diggs? Correct. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I mean, Stefan Stephon Diggs, I don't care who the quarterback is. I don't care if Dalvin Cook is there or not. Stefan Diggs is an elite talent, okay? And this Diggs owner is probably afraid, is afraid of what the Vikings would be like without Dalvin Cook. I am not, okay? The only thing would be if for some reason if you lose Jordan Howard, you have absolutely no other running backs. But if you have other running backs that you could start on a week-to-week basis, do it and do it right now, okay? Hey, Paulie, thanks for the call. Last call right now before we go to break is Charles in Minnesota. Charles, we're up against it, but you're on the Fantasy Freestyle. What's your question, man? Hey, I just had a question. Um, I was offered a pretty, like, blockbuster trade. Yep. Um, so I would be giving up Zeke and Pierre Garçon. Mm-hmm. And in, re- in return, I'd be getting um, A.J. Green and Jordan Howard. Should I do that? Did you ask me this on Twitter? No, I didn't. Oh, okay, because I feel like I've seen a very similar question. Um... It depends. I mean, it, it depends on a couple things. One, do you believe that Zeke is going to play all season long? You know what I mean? That suspension is hovering over. I love A.J. Green. I think A.J. Green is a much better addition than Pierre Garçon, and I think Zeke is only a little bit better than Jordan Howard. You know, So I like the A.J. and Jordan Howard side of that deal because I do not believe in the San Francisco wide receivers, especially if they ever make a switch away from Brian Hoyer. So thanks for the call, Charles. When we come back, 
back. What we're going to do is a couple of things. One, I am going to play a conversation I have with licensed certified athletic trainer Thomas Lowe. We're going to be talking about all the injuries that have been going on and, and what's up with that tent on the sideline and the NFL. Well, we're going to be doing that when we come back on the Fantasy Freestyle. And don't forget, as always, we are partnering with DKMS to help fight blood cancer. All right. So uh, go on over to DailyRoto.com, RotoExperts.com. Learn a little bit more about the disease. You can enter a DFS contest as well. You could win tickets to Super Bowl 52. You know about this already. Take me if you win, okay? It's your boy Speeds. This has been Statistician right here on the Fantasy Freestyle. When we come back, my interview with Thomas Lowe. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. We're back on the Fantasy Freestyle, and if you're a fan of the show, you know that we have had our next guest on a few times before. It is licensed certified athletic trainer Thomas Lowe, and he's also joined by Tyler Coleman today. How you guys doing? Good, good. Doing all right, thanks uh, for joining the show again. And, and Thomas, you know, we've talked about everything from, you know, um, the concussion protocol to kind of the medications that have been used in the NFL for player safety. We've talked about all of that. One of the things we mentioned in our previous conversations that I, I, I was wondering about is the NFL has adopted having this tent on the sidelines. And now when people are going for their kind of examinations, they're going inside the tent. I wanted to get your perspective on this. Is this like a HIPAA privacy issue? Or are they maybe just trying to like, you know, hide this from the opponents? Because listen, I've had torn ACLs. And when I watch football and I see them doing the ACL test, I know what it is. So wouldn't the opponent know what it is as well? Why do you think um, it's such a good idea to have this tent on sidelines this season in the NFL? It's, it's a little of both, but some of it's a convenience that it's right there. You don't have to huddle in, you know, behind scenes, you know, uh, into the training room. You can examine it right then. Your your best exam is right there in the moment before spasm set in. Um, so that's one thing. And, yes, it's privacy because I would like to be able to do the exam without anybody seeing. Um, I don't use those here. I've, I've had them at, at time to time, but it's not as much uh, of a concern for me. But yes, sometimes you don't want uh, an opponent to see, is he hurt, what's hurt. And we've had some situations where there are eyes on me and seeing what am I going to do with this concussion, especially as new laws change, and are they going to let somebody go back? What do you think about that, Tyler? Well, what I what I also noticed, too, is that everybody out there in the world today is also a social media fan. Right. I mean, everything is is attached to a video, and, and everybody's either, you know, Jenny Lawyer or Dr. Lawyer out there that wants to maybe get a piece of the action. So I think a lot of it comes down to that, like like Tom said, the privacy angle of it. You want to make sure that, you know, what you're doing is not being scrutinized by, you know, millions of eyes. Uh, so I think that definitely comes back down to it. And as they said, like, that competitive advantage, that's definitely a big thing, too. You want to make sure that, you know, what you're doing is staying within your group, your team, your 
you know, your focus and you want to make sure that nobody else is allowing, you know, that competitive advantage. You know, that's really interesting, guys. You mentioned that it's privacy, you know, for the athlete, but it also on some level protects the doctor as well. And I think that's really, really interesting. Uh, I think you made a great point there, Tyler, about, you know, all the eyes watching, especially in these social media days. I mean, we're now in week four. We just finished week four of the NFL season. And um, one thing I saw, and I want to get your guys' thoughts on it, is I heard that there is naturally a spike in injuries in the first couple of weeks in the season. And then again, at the very end, towards the last few weeks of the season, have you? Can you kind of substantiate that? And if so, why is it? Do you, I mean, is it just the 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 age old term of players kind of rounding themselves into football shape? They're not ready for it, and maybe at the end of the season, some of them already have their minds on their tea time that they're taking after the season's over. What could it be that lends that lends itself to this spike in injuries we see at the very beginning, and then ultimately that we will see again at the very end of the season? The beginning is mostly accommodation, and yes, they're, they're, some are playing in the shape, and it's uh, getting adjusted to new drills or strength conditioning regime. At the end, all athletes, all levels start to break down, and then you start to get overused. So the beginning is accommodation, which is too much, too hard, too soon, and at the end, it's just too hard, too long, too much, and uh, it's catching up to you. What do you think, Tyler, about that? Um, do you think that you know this kind of the wear and tear on the body is what just does it at the end, or is there a mental aspect there as well? Well, most of, most of the studies that we've seen that come out you know, now talk about injuries and when they occur. Obviously, injuries are a part of sports, and that's obviously why we have jobs doing what we're doing. You know, but but these, these studies have come out and shown that injuries occur at the end of halves or at the end of games, and that usually comes from that just basic body fatigue. More often than not, at the start of a game or start of a season, you're at your strongest. You know, but as that as that season wears on, or as that game wears on, and the fatigue factor sets in, you're going to start getting more and more weakness. You know, that technique, that form is going to start to uh, diminish in some capacity. And, and dependent upon the sport, regardless if it's NFL or or even heck, even gymnastics, you're going to start seeing those injuries that come up that may not you may not see in the in the start of it. More often than not, you don't see the overuse injury that usually comes at the end of the year, like the anything that has a tendonitis attached to it. Um, but more of your big explosive injuries, those are those are things that you'll see more at the end ends of those times. And I'm not shocked by that. Like I said, as, as Tom alluded to, the beginning of the season is just getting your body used to that wear and tear. You're, yeah, you can simulate some things in the beginnings of seasons, but you know you can't really simulate a game until you're in a game. You can't really simulate a practice until you're at a practice, and sometimes your body fails you. Fair enough. Uh, we're here on the Fantasy Freestyle, and we're joined by Thomas Lowe and Tyler Coleman, certified athletic trainers here on the Fantasy Freestyle. One of the things I'm seeing at the beginning of the football season, and Thomas, if you remember, I mentioned it at the beginning of the baseball season as well. It seems like the most common injury is really to the hamstring. I'm seeing a lot of guys go down early in the season with the hamstring injuries. I saw it at the beginning of the baseball season as well. Thomas, is there any reason why the hamstring might be more susceptible than other muscles? like we're saying as we're rounding into game shape? If you want to think of it kind of like an accelerator and a decelerator, a gas pedal and brake, spend a lot of time off-season working on things to propel you, make you go faster, stronger, higher, and that's the gas pedal. But sometimes there's a little bit of oversight or neglect on the brake, what's going to control all that. Imagine having a Ferrari engine and then having, you know, Volkswagen brakes. It doesn't pair up. 
So sometimes there's there's lacking that that strength balance. You really want to have uh, a, a one to two ratio. If it can do, you know, 300 pounds on quads, you want to be able to do 150. If you can get a, a, a four to one, I can, you know, I'm, I'm four times as strong. That's not bad, but some are actually missing that. Joe, again, Thomas Lowe and Tyler Coleman, certified athletic trainers here on the Fantasy Freestyle. You talk about, you know, the mental side of this so much. And Thomas, in our previous conversations, we've had conversations about, uh, you know, also like sleep and travel and the impact that that has on the body. I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but, you know, there's NFL games in London now for the last couple of years. But this year, teams that are in the London games are actually playing the week right after it. Used to be a thing where if you had the game in London, you had a buy the following week. But as we just saw, the Ravens and the Jaguars had a game in London and were right back at it the following week after flying back across the pond to America. What um you know what is what maybe heightened risk are athletes at because of this kind of travel, or am I just making a big to do about nothing? Do you think that that's actually um, harder to come back from with all that travel coming across the pond? It's, it's a six-hour time difference, so there's going to be the time lag. It's jet lag. But as far as injuries, no. I mean, you're going to be tired, you know, for a day or so more. But if it's that long, habitual, I'm depriving myself of sleep. That's when I'm not going to recover from injuries, and I'm going to get more chronic stuff. But just you know, a, a, a night or two of I've lost some sleep, or uh, but some, everybody's different. Some can sleep on the plane, some cannot, and others deal with jet lag a little bit better. But as far as injuries, I wouldn't see that being uh, a risk. I haven't read anything that relates to that, and I wouldn't see it yet. And there's enough information out there. You know, people are being very proactive with it. I mean that. Usually people say you get hit with jet lag worse if you're not hydrated. So more often than not, when you know that you're going to be getting on a plane, you know, strength conditioning staff, athletic training staff, medical staff will be like, really start pushing the water. And then obviously if you know that there's going to be a six-hour difference, they start making the athletes get used to that ahead of schedule. You know, so if they know that they're going to be playing six hours ahead, they'll start going to sleep six hours earlier. Yeah, it can, can kind of be an inconvenience. Right. But I know athletes that will start to prepare their bodies for it in that regard. And then obviously on the back end of it, you know, you get these guys that turn around. It's going to be how they prepared themselves to the, for the plane ride back. You know, like I said, it, it usually doesn't have a huge layover hangover, so to speak. Um, but it's more often than not how they prepare themselves. Are they getting themselves acclimatized back to their normal routine? Are they getting themselves back into the training room to get for treatment? I mean, more often than not with how travel is anymore, you know, you don't have that, you know, 24-day, you know, Atlantic boat ride across in order to do that. Like you said, it's a few-hour plane ride to get themselves back and forth. Fair enough. And you guys, you mentioned the hydration. Hey, Thomas, I remember one of the things we talked about last time here on the Fantasy Freestyle was this idea of measuring uh, the uh, player's urine. And I want to tie it all together. Did you know that the New England Patriots actually bought themselves not one but two team planes? And on both of those team planes, the toilets have the instrument we were talking about to measure the hydration in the urine. I re- yeah, I remember you told me I wanted a lemonade color, not an apple juice color. So now the Patriots are doing that on their team flights. I see teams talk about that a lot as far as being mindful to stay hydrated and being proactive because the nutrition aspect, that's kind of your Popeye spinach. That's your extra ace in the hole. And to miss that today, you just can't afford to give it away. Because a 20, uh, just a, a couple of pounds lost, 25% lost, 
then you a little bit more, it's going to be heat exhaustion. How these work, These some of these are litmus strips that you basically dip your urine on, and it checks specific gravity, and there's a certain range and a color change, and that will tell you if you're hydrated or not. There are more deluxe ways that we use using a refractometer to check for hydration. Those are some of the things we do here in the clinic. Hey, Tyler, so would it surprise you that the Patriots would be the team that would do that, always trying to stay one step ahead, whether it's fair or foul? I, I'm not surprised that they're involved, you know, because, but I don't think that it's a secret that they've only found out about. I think most teams are doing this in some capacity, but you know, obviously they're, they're the most well-known because I believe they're the first professional team to own their own Jets. Um, I think it's something along the lines like, you know, is it is it proactive? Absolutely. Is it something that I think that they're doing exclusively? No. Um, but obviously, I think it's something that's a lot easier when you can kind of customize your own toy, you know, to, to make it more conducive. Because, like I said, them traveling all over, you know, they don't they don't take a bus anywhere. They fly everywhere. So making sure that they're athletes are primed at 100 percent, especially you know, their hydration, is definitely something they're going to want to know about. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Thomas Lowe and Tyler Coleman, licensed certified athletic trainers down there at the clinic, friends of the show here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Thanks for spending a couple of minutes with us today. Freestyle. Athletic trainer Thomas Lowe, why do you think it's such a good idea to have this tent on sidelines this season in the NFL? Some of it's the convenience that it's right there. Your best exam is right there in a moment before spasm set in. Yes, it's privacy because I would like to be able to do the exam without anybody seeing. And we've had some situations where there are eyes on me and seeing what am I going to do with this concussion, especially as new laws change and are they going to let somebody go back. Weekdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Yo, that kid is nice. Dropping stats over beats on the Fantasy Freestyle. And Bavona, I thought it was real interesting what my man Thomas Lowe had to say about the tent. Not only, you know, is it privacy, because I know when they're doing the ACL test. I tell my friends when I'm watching, up, oh, they're checking for his ACL. And you know you want to get any advantage possible. So the privacy for the athlete is interesting. But he also mentioned that it is privacy for the doctor, because with all the cameras watching all the time, presenting, preventing against things like medical malpractice, practice i thought that was very interesting why they have the tent out on the sidelines on the nfl these days when they go into the tent it used to be like the cold dark quiet room for the concussions huh chris yeah i mean i guess it's something the the one thing that i was actually worried about was i kind of look back to when a horse gets hurt in horse racing oh god and they put up the curtain when they put them down yep yeah i mean like (laughs) listen i'm not saying that the nfl's gotten that crazy fair enough but still um, I guess you kind of wonder what's going on behind that tent, and, and you just want to make sure that the players are safe. But no listen, what. but listen, man, when you go to the doctor, you don't want fifty thousand people watching you, right? I mean, I understand you should be, you should be, uh, it should be a private thing. I don't know. I mean, I guess like my my physicals would be something of uh, medical miracles, maybe. Who knows? Fair enough. That's why he's the man animal out there. He's uh, half man, half amazing. Yo, we got a poll question up right now on Twitter. Remember, you could always follow me. Ask me questions at Spitting Speeds. I do. I gotta tell you though guys when you ask me questions like on sunday morning it becomes very hard to answer because i'm on lineup lock live live from 
9 a.m. Eastern, all the way to kickoff, okay? And so I can't be, like, answering everybody. Try and get your questions in a little bit early, but we do have a poll question about which waiver wire ad would you be spending your fab budget or your waiver wire priority on? And Alvin Kamara is the runaway right now at 57%. Lat Murray is coming in second at 25%. A lot of people have other things. You know, Fantasy Guru saying they drafted Kamara. A lot of people saying they can't believe Kamara is still available, okay? People saying, why would it be on Eddie Lacy? Definitely don't do that. And then... Kamara, if available, of course, Clayton Trahan always answering the polls. Big shout out there saying Kamara, if available. But beyond him, nobody unless you're in a 2QB league. And if you need a spot start at quarterback, maybe EJ Manuel or even Jacoby Brissett. All right, so we'll be here to help you out. Remember, the phone lines will be open tomorrow at 844-843-6879. Helping you with your trade questions. Helping you with your, uh, you know, your sit-start questions. All that stuff as well. If there's anybody out there on the wire that you want want to pick up as a free agent and we'll also start looking ahead to the week five games some of the spotlight games that i think are very interesting and then on thursday we'll get you set and ready for thursday night football bucks against the patriots al wildcard game is about to kick off in Yankee Stadium, you know we're here. I'm a Bronx kid from Puerto Rican from New York, so I got to go. We play today. We win today. That's it. I hope Luis Severino can put it down against the Twins for about six or seven innings, and then Joe Girardi will go to that bullpen. I got to tell you something, Chris. We got people asking questions on YouTube. We got people asking questions on Twitter. We got people calling the number 844-843-6879. But check this out. I just had someone bang on the glass in the studio to try and get my attention during the commercial break. And then they just literally held up their phone. Okay? They held up their phone and on it was like a note. And it said, Buck Allen or Andre Ellington for week five. And literally I mouthed to this guy through the glass, I said Andre Ellington, okay, because I think this Buck Allen thing is over and done with. I think Alex Collins is the guy in Baltimore, and, uh, you know, Andre Ellington might be a guy in Arizona who's going to get a lot of passing game opportunity, but I've never had to give advice through the paneling here at Rock and Riley's. But whatever it is, I'm right here to help you and hold you down. It's your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. That's what we do here, right here on the Fantasy Freestyle, on the award winning Fantasy. Sports Radio Network. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Have a good one. Let's go, Yankees.